0: Hey guys, brand new podcast. It is Sober October. It has started and I am not feeling it. I am like, I've partied way too hard this last weekend and I got to fly tonight. I'm heading over to Rogan's in a little bit to do uh, the Sober October podcast with Tom and Ari. Joe just went to hot spin class and I am, I think it it took a lot out of me.
1: You look like wiped out.
0: I don't feel good. I'm just like.
1: You sound stuffy.
0: I'm always sound stuffy. I always sound stuffy and I always have gunk in my throat.
1: Well, you do have allergies like airborne allergies, and right now is the ragweed season. Yeah. In LA. You started sneezing last night. It's like you sneeze upon arrival. Did I? Yeah, you don't oh.
0: Nikki Glazer's special, uh Bangin, is airing on Netflix right now. It's streaming right now. She will be a guest on the podcast next week. I think next week or Friday. I want to get it released soon, but I didn't want to flood it because I know she's doing a lot of press. So it's better to let the, you know, get, a, get that little second Let it breathe, push. let it breathe, yeah, let but, it breathe. But go see it, banging. It's fantastic. Nikki's amazing. But today's podcast is Jim Brewer. Guys, we have no reads up front. So let's just start the fucking podcast, huh? What? Can you believe it?
1: Crazy.
0: Um, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and Houston, I'm on my way. Jacksonville, Fort Myers, Charleston, I think, South Carolina. Is that Charleston? Charlotteson? Charlotteson? Charleston? Charleston? Charleston. I think I'm going there. That's the week following. Um, I'll be sober, unless Ooh by the grace la. of God something happens at this podcast and we decide not to do Sober October. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the, this is the hardest. This is the hardest one for me for some reason.
1: This Sober October. This
0: one's the most. Every time else, it's been like a fucking cakewalk. But this, I think, because I'm on the road so much and I'm working so much and traveling so much. But you know what? I, I, I surprise myself and I do it every time. I, yeah. We were saying last night, when we did first Sober October, Leanne and the girls went camping that first week and I was home alone for the weekend by myself and I was like, I'm not going to make it. And then last year I was on Cowhead's cruise for the first week of Sober October and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. And you make it, you make it, you don't have a choice. You make it.
1: You have that Mickey Mantle gene. Yeah. Well, you think that doesn't apply to being sober? Aren't you sober curious?
0: (sighs) I'm sober curious. All right.
1: So, all right. We're going to be super curious the whole month of October.
0: Today's podcast is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've been a fan of this guy's, like, when I got into comedy. He was When I first started comedy, he was doing the movie Half Baked. Um, He was hosting Premium Blend one year. I mean, I've been such a fan of his. And I got to work with him and be a friend of his now. And, uh, it's one of the, it's one of the things like you know, when I, not to like draw a parallel, but when you say, I don't know how I'm going to get through today, you know, like, uh, I don't, like that's the thought going on in my head. I got to fly tonight. I got to go to Rogan's. I got to fly tonight. I want to see the girls. I got a lot going on. How am I going to get through today? And you just get there like, and you go, Oh, I did it. I, I can't believe that I'm friends with him.
1: That's so cool.
0: Like, I can't believe I'm friends with Jim Brewer. It it sounds so silly, but when I started, if you told me that Jim would be sitting in my man cave doing a podcast with me, I would have been flabbergasted.
1: Yeah, and super psychic, because podcasts didn't exist back then. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's start the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my buddy, Jim Brewer. (laughs)
2: have my
0: little cookie oh did you get a cookie here grab a seat
2: oh my god i love california oh it's great right oh god i wish i could hang out right
0: now i wish i could i'm kind of trying to be my healthier. wife's 100 against it is she really we're, are you recording we're good are you recording yeah okay so um turn this off all weapons on the table it was the craziest the craziest uh <laughs> it's crazy when people assume something of you and you're like, yeah, but I'm not that guy. I Also play, I can act in movies. Yeah, and everyone's no, I'm not like, that guy. oh, Jim Brown is stoned every fucking day, every, no. every ounce, every day. Never. I'm
2: not gonna say. Oh, okay. Have a good one. Good scene. I, I want to say. Bye. Bye. Take care. Oh, Thank my you. Gosh. Have Sorry, you go. a good Thank you. Thanks for everything. You just gotta get. Uh, get where are you? Tell already, oh, where are you.
0: What do you? Yeah. What do you? What? Tell me. No, no she's to the airport.
2: He's gotta get here. He's already. Yeah. Okay. We're you're going to know traffic better
0: than me of how, how I will. it's going to take him to, to the airport. It's right. going to take an hour regardless. It's always an hour to the airport. Or at least Yeah.
2: want to get there
0: by 715? We're good. We're good. Oh, you have more than enough time. We won't do that long. We're good. All right. Yeah. You. Oh, thank you. It smells like a cigar because Tom Rhodes know, is just I here. You know, is like I miss Tom Rhodes. Yeah, Tom Rhodes is just here. He's smoking cigars back there. Did he here. know I was coming? Uh, no, he, no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, right, take no, care. care. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, he's uh he's great.
2: I would have loved to see Tom. Did you start with Tom? Me and Tom started in Florida. That's right. In the late 80s at a place called Ron Banning's Comedy Club. And he was he was like the rock and roll comic because he had long hair. Yeah. And the way he strolled on the stage and he had this <laughs> swagger cockiness about him. Tom, God, me and Tom go back a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've uh that's right i I read your book, I forgot about you living in Florida,
2: yeah that's where it really
0: started for me, yeah did and you- you didn't but
2: you didn't move until Florida until you were like seventeen, par- yeah well my parents i was ni- i was going on twenty years old, so it was nineteen eighty eight so I graduated eighty five so eighteen ninety yeah I was going on twenty god i forgot until right now that I read your book, <laughs> yeah, and then they then i uh and then, uh, yeah, that's where it started down there. '89, I went. '88, I went. This is what I'm doing the rest of my life. I saved my money for a year, quit my jobs, and just did every open mic I could. Starting July '89, I played tiki lounges, played Elks, sl- any anywhere there was a competition, yeah, or or open mic, I was always there. Based out of um, Orlando, Clearwater. Technically, a place called Palm Harbor.
0: I know Palm Harbor. I'm, we have a house in Clearwater. My parents have a house. In all right, Clearwater. so you know, you yeah, I was
2: off Alternate
0: Nineteen. Yeah, I know, I know exactly where Palm Harbor is. That's so funny. Now that I think of that, when I read when I read your book, I, I your book's one of the few books I read in life because so I was getting ready to write a book. Judy sent it to me. I want to say Judy sent it to me when you were working with Judy
2: before it was published. Yeah, what I I I hand wrote it all. Yeah. And then I handed to her during a Christmas break. I went, tell me what you think of this. I was going to make a kind of a, a blog or maybe it's a book. I don't know. Everyone's telling me it's a book, but I don't know. And she's like, oh my God, this is, this is a book. Yeah. And so, and my sister transcribed it all, typed it because I handwritten it all. Didn't you almost lose the actual notebook in a hotel? in a mot- hotel? Yes. Well, no, when I first started writing it. Yeah. Um, we were on a flight to Las Vegas. Yeah. And I wrote the first like 10, 11 pages. And I I was super spiritual back then too. I mean, I still am, but I was like, you can't stop. I'm going to touch so many lives and I'm going to change so (laughs) many lives and you can't stop what I'm doing. So I, I wrote and we landed. I couldn't believe it landed. We went to the hotel room and I was addicted. I was writing more and more. And then what I did, <clears throat> I sw- on my kids' lives, this is a true story. It was a lo- we had a big ridiculous suite. It was Caesars, big ridiculous. Some festival, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and blah blah. blah. And uh, my wife and I were going downstairs for whatever. I think she was doing her nails. He's like, "Come <laughs> get your nails." I'm like, "I don't even have my nails." And she's like, "Can we spend time together?" And I'm like, "All right." Before I did it. This is just where I was. There's no pot, no nothing. I get up on the glass window and I'm overlooking Vegas. And I go, um, oh, oh, oh. before we left, I wanted to hide this notebook. Yeah. Because God forbid someone, I'm always paranoid. Someone's going to take this because it's super valuable. And I first I put it in my drawer and I went, well, that's stu- No, I don't, want to, I don't trust it in here. Yeah. I'm going to put it in the safe and it wouldn't fit in the safe without curling up. So then I went, what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? fucking high a notebook this is so stupid so I went to the edge of this window right yeah and I went nobody can ever stop me and I dare whatever forces out there I dare the devil and your evil I'm gonna touch so many lives cause what's in me is so good and I can touch lives for what I've gotta do and I, I'm taking this notebook and I'm putting it right in I dare you That's how I left off. (laughs) Swear to God. Yeah. So we go downstairs, doing the nails. I see uh, Jerry Seinfeld. He's himself. He didn't even say hello. Yeah. Uh, I see Chris Rock. He's talking. I see see some other banana I can't stand. Um, And we head back upstairs. We go back upstairs and... The maid is is uh, just leaving the room and she's she looks gnarly. She got big dark <laughs> big dark patches under her eyes. Horns and a yeah, tail oh, and coming was, out of her tail, and there was <laughs> steam coming out of her nose. <laughs>
1: and
2: Whatever she she heads down the hallway and my wife jumps in the shower. So I'm gonna jump in the shower. And went, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go write my book. Yeah. So I sit down, and uh, it is after a couple of minutes we settle in. I get changed and I sit down at the long table where I put my notebook, which is still there, and I open up and it's blank, and I start. I start looking through the notebook. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Is, I'm completely confused. Yeah. And I'm going through it and I'm looking for, did I? Is this the notebook that I I mean? Yeah, this I only have one notebook. So I run in and I tell, I tell my wife, like, did you did you rip the pages out of my out of my notebooks? What are you talking about? I see, My pages are missing. they're missing. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? My page are missing. like, they're not missing. You're not li- Take your time, look through it again. I'm like, it's I open it up, it's not there. So I I'm looking again. I'm comp- like, what the fuck is going on? They're gone. So I I go, I go, wait a minute. The maid was just in there. I go running down the hallway and she's in another room. Like, Excuse me. And she comes up and I went, I had my notebook. And I went, did you? And she went, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What do, you, what do you mean? Sorry, should I I I leave? I is garbage. What? You threw them out. Should I I left it in the hallway, and and he took. Who took it? Oh, oh but, but, and the garbage person, the collector. I'm like, why would you? Why would you open a notebook
0: and rip out and
2: rip pages and then throw it in the garbage? that's so fucking wacky it doesn't make any fucking zero sense. sense. i get if you if you try to sell it and you gave it to someone and you thought it was worth something it was not so now i had to go to the guard so now i call i call the front desk manager comes up they're besides themselves because you're part of
0: a festival the hotel's running the festival yes and They've gone in and ripped out your intellectual property out of a fucking notebook and thrown it away. The worst thing you can do to a comedian. It's
2: And it's. I've never written a book. So I go down and he says, you know what? If the guy threw it, if they find the guy who collected the garbage, he said, no, I threw it in the chute. So now I got to go to the basement and look for, and I found a couple, I found six of the pages. They were all crinkly and stuff. And I just... To this day that was the most bizarre that is a that's insane
0: weird. it's weird. It,
2: it makes you it now makes, the reason why it's weird, Bert, yeah, if I didn't go through that wacky <laughs> if, if I didn't spend so much time worrying about and thinking about putting away and then going on the window and tempting and tempting fate. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have thought it was weird. Yeah, I thought maybe. Well, maybe uh, it's still weird. Oh, I, I. But I'm telling you on my children's lives. Yeah, I have nothing to sell or gain from telling that story. Mm-hmm. But just the blatant truth. It's it. It makes
0: you believe in something out there. It like stuff like that. <sighs> I've I've done the night before I got. The night before I
2: got... I get a million of these stories, but good.
0: I love those. Those are my favorite stories in the world. A million of them. The night before I got my first TV show, I was going in a test for it. I had four dice in my hand. I had four dice in my bag. I pulled out the four dice, randomly said, if I roll four sixes, I'm getting this TV show. On the bed, I rolled four sixes. I got the TV show.
2: That's wacky.
0: Dude, I... There's so many things. I found... A shell in Key West, and I this is right before the Rolling Stone article came out. I was about to I was about to blow up, big things, big career in my head. I was like, I'm I'm skyrocketing, and I my big thing was about being a millionaire, right? So I, <laughs> I had a shell. It was all prickly, and I said, if I can keep this shell until I'm thirty, I'll be a millionaire by the time I'm thirty. I lost the shell within five minutes on an airplane. Within five, Jim, I was. I was on my hands and knees looking for this fucking (laughs) shell. If I could tell you how many times I said, "If I get on the green in one shot, my big thing was being a millionaire." Like I always like, I'll be a millionaire before I'm 33, dude. I it's always it's always done that with me.
2: Well, I've always, I've always had that. I don't know what it is. I remember. um, God, there's so many, even the night i don't even know where to start there's there's one where um here's one i'm out here in la and um me and dave Chappelle are put together to do a sitcom and it's a spin-off of home improvement the biggest tv show and blah 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 and we do one episode and we're on the cover of TV Guide and they're showing commercials for our episode coming up for for Buddies and I'm a a, I made a devotion like hey I'm married you you saw what broken homes do to kids in your family I'm never gonna do this Yep, I'm gonna thick and thin. When I came out here, and you're the hottest tamale rolling around, I couldn't believe the people that throwing their feet. Hi, would you like a personal assistant named Summer Orange September? (laughs) Love to get in your rear and whatever it is, will will bring you to heaven? You're like, oh my god, oh my god, it's just all over the place, nonstop, and I was petrified, and I again. I remember begging God. God. I, I'm not gonna last. The show is gonna hit and I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. I want this show to hit. This is what I thrive for, is my whole life, blah, 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 oh. blah. And I begged, begged, please save my marriage. The next day. <laughs> We go in and we're doing the the read for the second show and everyone's talking about it. and it's a little weird. The room's a little weirder. Yeah. They're not as happy as they were the first week. <laughs> but whatever. Hey, we're in it now. And about 10 30, they said, you know what? We're gonna we're everyone go home off the set. We're gonna do a lot of heavy rewriting. Um Jim, your call is 10 a.m. Dave Chappelle, you're 10 a.m. blah blah. I go back to my hotel and I have my two friends. I flew out because the premiere is about is happening. Yeah. And I get a call. Hey man, can you come down to my hotel room? I gotta talk to you. I said, Well, me and my friends, because we're off early, they got a limousine. We're fucking we're out of here. Yeah. Can I bring them? Well, I just come alone. Okay, I come down there, and, and he goes, "Yeah, uh, he looks devastated." Is this is Dave or Barry? Barry. Yeah. And he goes, um, "Yeah, man, he, the show and you are are not happening." And I went, "The show's not happening? What the fuck?" He went, "No, the show's gonna happen. He, he, you're not. Ha- they they let you go." I went. what and the first thing I thought of was you asked to save your marriage <laughs> you asked and I went I didn't ask to get fired <laughs> I didn't ask for that yeah well you know it's fucking to your plan retard and I was just I was shocked devastated but there was a little part of me who went whoa What's that like? What's that
0: like getting? That's always been my biggest fear. Oh, dude, is to get fired from a TV show that you greenlit. You have
2: no clue. Not. I'm on the cover of TV Guide when TV Guide was the shit. Yeah, and me and Dave were getting recognized in the mall. Can't wait to watch your show. I saw the commercials. It looks awesome. So you have a lottery ticket that says, no matter what, you're getting seventy to $80,000 a week. Yeah. For the next, I don't know, possibly 18 <laughs> weeks at least. Yeah. It's going to be good life. And I was like, can I see your ticket for a second? Oh, shit. We fucked up, man. I'm, You didn't make plans and you didn't buy a house or nothing, right? Okay, yeah, because just this ain't good. It's just slipped away from you. And the worst is calling your parents. Because they're older, they're in the Elks Club, the Red Hat Club. Yeah. What am I gonna tell the people at the red what do you mean they fired you? I don't know. Why? I don't know. Well, can't you just go tell them that that this isn't right? And we're, we're, I told, you know, we're all scheduled to watch it on Tuesday night. Are, are, are you saying it's not going to be on? Yeah. So now, now I feel awful because my dad, who's been hyping me up in front of the Elks Club. For started
0: a, it doing the open mic uh, in Palm
2: Harbor. Uh, he's got to. See, it's far and wide, the oh, devastation. God. And so um, what was worse, though, was as soon as that ended, The next day, I'm like, oh my God, it's in the trades. It's everything. Fox calls me and says, this is disturbing what happened to you. We wanted to do a deal with you. Tell you what, you come today for the test of this show. It's already on the air. It's called Herman's Head. We want you to be one of the main guys. I go in test. I get it. The next day? The next day. Uh, so I'm hopped up my agent's hopped up like bang on one show off to the races on another Yeah, and it's already on the air yeah yeah no you're in a contract with us and we don't have a deal with Fox so that ain't gonna happen so now I'm I'm I feel like a slave I'm pulled out by Disney and they, won't, they fire me. And now they won't let me get a job I just got. And that, and I was pulled away from a deal to do this show. I already was in it with Will Smith's producer. Met Will. Overbrook. I believe his name is Pollock. No,
0: no, no. The name of the Will's company is Overbrook. Okay. Overbrook Entertainment, yeah. And
2: I, I remember Will came in. And I was like, oh, yeah, Will Smith right there? will smith french prince bel yeah it's so i knew him as the hip-hop guy yeah and so it was a it was a brutal slingshot into the industry but you know
0: how long have you been doing stand-up until when you got your fir- first deal your people people may not understand your class of comedian your grade your you were you're your like i would say you were a junior when i was a freshman Yes. But, but you were a junior starting on the varsity team. Correct. So it happened quick. You 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 and Dave and yep. Jay Moore yep. that whole group yep. were getting were like the group that got deal after deal after deal.
2: Right. And and how how, how long had you been doing stand up when you got your first deal? So I committed in 1989, mm-hmm. July 89. The first one uh was July 1992 where I got a a show called the uptown comedy club yeah and that, is that where
0: tracy morgan got to start
2: correct yeah and it was me tracy morgan this guy flex
0: oh that's right i read that in your book
2: yeah maceo um, maceo is
0: a, is a maceo for the, everyone listening he's on that that used to be the flyer i hand out at the boston comedy club back there oh yeah maceo was a legit fucking murderer he was a murderer he was a and he wrote for an ad marketing team he was like an ad copywriter that's right and so he had a he had a hundred thousand dollar job right never was going to leave that and he just show up on the weekends and you i could not follow that guy
2: yeah he was a murderer that was murderers row it was you had uh keith robinson you had me you had jay moore dave chappelle this guy red giant around guy or not around anymore i
0: just got a, a text from john dimaggio today and I just got a text and from and John people don't know
2: yet. John. He's like the Simpson, the um, whatever
0: Futurama. He's Bender, huge
2: voiceover guy. Huge voiceover guy. But back in the day, him and his partner would just destroy the room with sound effects and bits. And you're like, oh shit! You that was the one. Around. That was the one. Everyone said no one follows Red Johnny. And the I Brown don't want to go on after them. And so they make me. Oh, I always had to go. I didn't want to go after them. Um, it was an awesome time. Awesome. I wish someone had video of Wanda Sykes, me, Jay Moore, Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan popping in here and there. It was Jeff lift Schultz, who's now Jeff Ross, <laughs> which is still busted. I still I call him lift Schultz. Yeah. He doesn't like it, but it's a tough shit. What's up, lift Schultz? I'm not. The kid grew up in my block, you know, Warshalok. It was called jerry no you're warshallock yeah we grew up and you were you were Liv schultz what's up Liv schultz so um it was it was a awesome group i showed up to new york
0: when you in 97 and you guys were all making movies and you guys were all doing big things but you'd stop into the boston right and i would i would watch i would watch you guys murder effortlessly to no one in the like there would be like no one in there like 30 people and you guys would murder and if it was a weekend and you guys showed up it was you gotta understand like i don't people understand that's like oh that's like uh (laughs) when i remember when when uh dwight gooden came down and hung out my little league when he was pitching for the mets yeah i'm now in, in retrospect i go what fucking Grown man takes his, goes to a little league to hang out when you're a professional baseball player. But that was the same feeling when you guys would show up on a weekend and the, the, immediately whatever the local organization of the skill or the, of the lineup would shift and you guys would get plucked in. And it was
2: destructive. I, I've never, I don't, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I know there's been other tears. There's tears for us. There's not a
0: tear like you guys. I
2: don't know if there was a tear like that. That uh, group, that graduate class, because it just was one. Every single one of us wanted to go up and just eat the room alive. Didn't matter how many people were in there, and we all bounced off of one another. There was a there was a bit of a camaraderie. There wasn't really maliciousness of not liking one another. What's fascinating to anyone listening that's a legit, legit comedy fan. Is
0: that Dane was one class behind you guys. Yes. And that is where everything that if you're gonna talk about the complications of comedy, that's where it got complicated. Because Dane was one class behind you guys, but I look, I'm friends with Dane. I'm not talking shit about Dane. I love Dane. All I'll say is he was al- he always wanted the respect of his older brothers. And and there it was <sighs> not given the way I think <laughs> he <laughs> felt it should have been given. <laughs> You don't have to say anything. I, I'm just saying that, like, I, that was my perception. I
2: was, I'll, there is, yeah.
0: I, because I know, I know, and, like, look, we all know, but, like, I'm, I'm, I was, I've told you this a million times, I was a huge fan of your XM show. It was one of my oh, favorite, one of my favorite. I loved that. It was, when I say predecessor, I mean, there are little thumbprints that got put on Joe Rogan's brain that made him do what he's doing today. I remember he came in and did your show. And I remember him going, dude, this is, like, he was blown away by the freeness you guys had on that show. Yep. That show, o a where he just go in, and it was, you guys were fucking awesome. I only ever got to listen to it on, like, a Friday at, like, 5 p.m. When it was, like, when I was on the road driving to a college or driving to some club, and I, it was, there was, boo, there was booze, it was, All your friends, you, Corielli. It was so fucking great. The two friends
2: I grew up with. Yeah, and one was full blown hippie. One guy was a full blown blue collar guy. Still worked at a blue collar job. There was me. Was like successful, but now I'm at a family and trying to balance that world. And he Corielli. That was my voice. Of he'd say things that I was afraid to say. If you said to Pete Corielli right now, I'll give you one job for the rest of your life that you've had
0: what do you want it to be I guarantee you go back to that show he was,
2: me he talks about it all the time he
0: talks I I toured with him right after that and all I do is hammer him about that show. He
2: talks about that. I'm glad you said that because there's part of me I don't like there's a small part of me that felt the ego side. The ego in Jim Brewer was like I feel like uh we we definitely um I won't say hell but influenced a lot of what's out here today. For, uh, for me, one hundred percent. But for me, no 100%. one knows that it was. You know, you guys. But I know
0: it. You guys didn't get. What were you guys? Were you guys on Raw Dog? Or, yes, or, yeah. Raw Dog.
2: Mm-hmm. And and it, it didn't get the publicity that O and A got. It Never was, got the publicity. And but it, yeah, but it man, it made, a, it made an impact. And what I loved about the thing you said when Rogan came on. Oh, dude! And I told them. I said, listen. Just let him go. It's going to be. And one. I think the first time he came on, I don't think we even talked. I asked Joe one or two things, and he went off. And then what we did, which I think is still on the internet, I told Lou, my producer, and the guy, I went, Lou, take his clips and put some funky Pink Floyd or something behind it and dump that shit on the internet. It is powerful. People need to hear that. And to this day, I believe it's still out there. And I remember Joe coming to me like, dude, you have the greatest intro I've ever heard in history. And it was the four, that was, that was a really good time. And what I love though, what I learned in life as time goes on, um, if people did and Mark Maron came on there and he was sizing a lot of guys. I came and then they went and started their thing. If I know inside, if that's what, if that was a little bit of an influence, that makes me feel so fucking good. Oh, because a hundred percent. It's oh my god! It's the th- this guy discovered himself. This these people are taking off, and I sit there almost like an old guy in a rocking chair, going, remembering. I won't say that's where it started because that's that's just that's just foolish to say that. But to know, perhaps. That was a, a, a nudge, or or I listened to that of...
0: episode with you and Rogan. I, well, I think you might have done two. We did two. Yeah, I did. I listened to both of those. I yeah. listened to both of those, and there was a thing on the old Sirius XM. You couldn't record. It was the handheld one. You couldn't record it, but you could set a reminder for yeah. it to turn on to that station when a show started. Yeah. I, by the way, I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say. I, I couldn't figure out how to get time out. What pro and programs were happening? And I remember, I think I called Sam or Roland, and I said, I don't, "I'm having a hard time." And they said, "Oh, you got to get the handheld one. The handheld one." So I bought the handheld. They had like a Walkman. A I remember serious, that. I had the handheld one. That's right. And I and I had the one for my car, and I had it already installed in my car to hear you and Rogan. The first Shh. one was so good, I was like, "He's coming back." I'm on that, and this is gonna sound really silly. But Ron Bennington was doing a Unmasked with Janine Garofalo, and I wanted to hear it. And I got, and that was like, all right, it's worth it. I had no fucking money. I had no money. I'm featuring on the road. Dude, I remember you guys. I remember you and Joe openly talking about uh, Dane, openly, like, and and going like, Huh. Like, but you don't no one understands because they've (laughs) listened to podcasts. No one that never fucking happened. You have two comics just and I'm just sitting there going, huh, huh? And I'm I'm I remember I was in a hotel room and I kept going out to the balcony, just walking to the balcony going, this is the best thing I've ever listened to. I'm listening to comics talk shit about comedy. I'm like, I've never heard anything. I'm literally was walking back and forth onto a balcony and off the balcony like huh, headsets on. And I guarantee, like, and I'm. I well, can, he was
2: very profound what he said at the time because I was. Forget. No, no, me no, saying. no. I'm finished. Please, you talk. I'm. Ch- I. I forgot we talked about an air because I also was really. Um, someone came to me, and like, hey man, I just saw. This and that, and yeah, it's pretty close to what goes on in your world. I'm like, well, what yeah. do you mean by that? Well, I mean the mannerisms and the thing. And yeah. uh, this bit is very close. To, and then I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. But then I saw with my own two eyes uh, an entire Rogan piece. Yeah. And I called Joe. I said, Joe, I just got to tell you, I worked here. And here's exactly what I saw. And I couldn't believe. And he went, dude. I already said something, and he was so non-confident. He went, you know what, man? I'm sorry to hear that because this person's addicted to killing, addicted to- You two said that
0: on that show, and it defined the rest of my career. It defined, you two said, when you get addicted to killing, Mm. you compromise everything in your career. You compromise all your artisticness. You got to be able to w- be willing to fail. And I remember thinking, these are two, you and Joe were like, I, I, I can't put it in perspective enough, but like idols to me. I idolized you guys. I thought you guys were like, I was like, dude, if I can have, if I can just open for one of them for the rest of my life, I'd be happy. I'd be set. And you guys said, when you, you can't, you can't be addicted to killing. And man, oh, like, <laughs> that. That scared me. Uh he's doing a it's bit on, a our, on our porch, okay. on our wall.
2: It's the porch kids. But I
0: said I remember going like I mean, it just it laid in my head, don't be addicted to killing because you can become addicted to killing.
2: Yes. And then you're willing to use others and try to convince yourself I created that when you didn't. And I think it, it's just uh yeah, I remember that. And then he said he went into this powerful. Monologue about truth and where the world is going and truth is gonna prevail over all. And he he gave this really deep lecture. Divine like,
0: Moments of Truth with Joe Rogan. There
2: you go. 14 minutes. That I,
0: bluehoney.org.
2: <laughs> it's gotta be a weeb. I won't b- say this b- on our show, but I'm pretty sure this was on my radio show.
0: Yeah, several years, Joe Rogan.
2: Yeah, Brew and Leash. That's awesome. I'm treating the role of it. Today, Joe Yeah. Literally but the craziest
0: thing is about it, it's, it's natural and your brain produces it every All right, you can time. hit you can I love yeah. Joe but I do not want to hear him talking yeah, no, about DMT we'll one for 50. more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But this is um I mean, we're talking 2008, 9, 10ish. It's got to be I, I
0: I could I could almost I could practically probably tell you the date because I I was it was the only time I ever did colleges in my life when that whole thing happened. And I but it was so it was it's so where we are now with what we're doing in entertainment yes and it's so what joe's doing now and i'm oh my god i mean joe but, joe but joe's i gotta give obviously everyone's gonna understand you gotta give joe credit because where joe is now i mean the shit he did with bernie sanders the shit he's done
2: i don't even hear that yet did he interview him oh i gotta hear Oh my god it. it's
0: fucking awesome i'm waiting to because, get on the
2: plane to do a listen oh it's it's
0: great i mean it, it's great if you're open-minded you're Uh, i'm open-minded you're a democrat and you're looking for a candidate and you're like i've heard everyone talk about bernie i don't know his policies yeah dude i'm a little bit more of the tulsi gabbard i like this tulsi gabbard i don't know
2: any politics and i'm not a politics i try to go as far common sense as i can but i'm
0: looking for a fucking democrat to root for in this whole election and it's but joe having bernie on joe having what joe's done with his platform is so beyond all the inspirations, like, but I have to say, when we first started doing Rogan, you'd go on, you'd smoke weed, you'd bullshit, you'd talk shit about. It was just real. It was just so real, and it was such, a, like, it was so what you guys and Opie and Anthony were doing. It was yeah. such like yeah. just a hang. It was a, just hang. a hang.
2: We used to call it the Tao. We'd have shirts that say the Tao, the Tao, T A O yeah. of Hang. That's more important than anything in life. And our rule was no pop culture, no news. Uh just no news and no pop culture just hanging. It was real real issues. I I I loved it, man. It was I look back now, like you know, it's it it had its time, made a lot, and now all this is out there. And I have to say, the most exciting I I'm able to sit back and really I look at Joe. And I can honestly say I thank the universe that he is doing what he does. we uh, yes, I we we need that human being bad, Dude, we, bad. I, and I love him to death. I am so I can't even tell you. I sleep better at night no knowing Joe Rogan's out. There. I swear to God <laughs> on my life, I sleep better. Knowing there's a Joe Rogan out there, I sometimes feel like the light that the world is a little fairer
0: because of Joe Rogan. I believe. I uh, me too. I swear to God, me too. I thought it today. I going back from spin class, <laughs> and I went, and someone someone texted me something shitty, and I thought, you know what, <laughs> Joe wouldn't let this ever that like the way he stood up, the way he stood up to for Mencia for to Mencia for all comics, dude. He had to he had to die on the cross. He did. And be resurrected. He resurrected. He had to be die on the cross. And be resurrected to be where he is
2: today. He got (laughs) murdered by his agency. They dropped him. They stabbed him in the rib cage. Never work again. We are keeping this individual who took from others and, and been again stolen. And you, how dare you point to the truth? Pro, that is a living sacrifice. A living
0: sacrifice. All of us said, how could they drop him? How could the comedy stores earn their back on him? What's he going to do now? Money
2: rules over truth. <laughs> he we pushed are... that
0: rock to the side, walked out and said, turn the mics on. <laughs> oh,
2: my
0: God. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I
0: love you. Oh oh uh, by the way he's a size 11 shoe <laughs> just, who is joey just texted me his shoe size he's 11 i know Why right text you his shoes. I was, I'm, I'm trying to hook him up i'm trying it's a long story You're it's a long story sneakers shoes no, no 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 I'm, right. I'm trying to start a flip-flop company what are you doing is that what oh, no, I can't. what are you doing it's a long story shoes to, i know i'm starting to sweat now fuck let's t- i want to talk to you about i want to talk <laughs> to you about shoes All no right. no i got there's a flip-flop I like, uh, flip, like one flip-flop I like. I,
2: I don't even want to go any further in this conversation. There's a li- Can I be honest with you? I yeah. think it's an East Coast mentality. <laughs> yeah. It's a full-blown, the street I grew up on. You couldn't have worn flip-flops. Dude, flip-flops, I lose a little respect. A little respect for the individual, and I can't fight it. I can't fight it. I just now got over, you know when, you cro- when men sit and they cross their legs? I hated you. Oh. I man. lost respect, and now I do it. Now I get it. <laughs> now I get it. Well, tell and me I'm what s- size you are. I'll send you some flip
0: flops. Twelve. Okay, I got you down too. I, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I'll
2: make it. Um, it's gonna be very hard, but if uh, if you so get me to wear flip flops, dude, I saw it, I'm friends with like uh, rock guys, yeah. And when I see James Hetfield and Metallica wearing flip flops, a little part of me going, dude, I I don't know. if. I don't know if you should let that out.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it was kids like you that moved down to Florida at like 1920 that would walk out on the beach and in, in tennis shoes yeah. and no socks. And I go, oh, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you, a fucking animal? There's I-
2: Sam's getting in your shoes. I would walk, I would walk on with socks up to my knees and work boots going. Yeah, what time is it? You see what time it is? fucking oh. northeast that's why it was a jackass oh my god dangling oh. cross-earring did you have a dang oh yeah a mullet i had a mullet oh yeah. yeah you have great fucking hair cut off acdc shirt you don't want any of this <laughs> you don't want any of this florida i
0: feel like if you and jim florentine had bumped in on,
2: oh. on a, a laying
0: cement laying concrete you'd have been like
2: best friends i didn't believe jim when he first came on the radio show he goes and they said, Oh, we didn't know you face. Like, what's there not to like? I mean, a guy who's like late 40s and he loves Judas Priest. <laughs> I'm <went>, like, <laughs> You love Judas Priest? He goes, Rob Halford, love him. Went, oh my God. We're gonna oh, hang out. Yeah.
0: My favorite Jim Florentine story. I know people have heard this, but it's my favorite story. I'm in Tampa, I'm doing the improv. improv. He's doing uh side splitters. Yeah. And I t- and I tell him, hey, I'm running a half, we're doing radio together on Cowhead's Mike Calte show. Cowhead, yeah. And I go, hey, I'm running a half marathon tomorrow. You want to run a half marathon? He's like, "Oh fuck it, why not?" So, <laughs> so he shows up. <laughs> Sounds just like him. he gets. He gets. It's I. By the way, that was a lucky stab in the dark. I'd heard your impression. Hi, right, you Yeah, Sorry. he does the show. Hooks up with a chick. Doesn't stop drinking until four. Meets me at eight a.m. with all brand new running gears. Right. We run. He <laughs> quits halfway to take a shit at a Holiday Inn. Eats breakfast, <laughs> the Holiday Inn right? eats breakfast at the Holiday Inn. Right. Eats breakfast at the Holiday Inn. Walks over to meet me up at the end of the race. And the only way he can get there is by jumping back in the race. He jumps back in the race for the last mile, sprints in, and wins his age division. <laughs> he didn't even run half of the fucking race. And they're like, and the 40 and over, Jim Florentine. Jim,
2: come on up here and take this award. Oh, how long have you been training for this? I uh, don't you know. I just, uh, you know, I go out there and do my thing, you know.
0: <laughs> he, uh, in that race, we were talking about concussions, and he goes, He's like, I got a concussion. And I was like, yeah, I've had a few. I had one really bad. And he was like, how bad? And I was like, they, I, was, I had to spend the night in the rectory with the priests. And they had to wake me up every hour and touch my genitals. And he was like, oh, I think, I think you're molested. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, wait, they don't have to do that for a concussion? He goes, no, they definitely don't have to do that. Yeah, they definitely, a... definitely don't have to. Do that. It was the hardest I've ever laughed while running. Both of us were <laughs> jogging, literally crying, laughing. Mid-roll Reads.
2: Mid-roll Reads. What are they?
0: These are Mid-roll Reads. Support for BurtCast comes from Whoop. Welcome to Sober October, powered by Whoop. Whoop combines a wearable device with state-of-the-art software to help athletes and high-performance operators improve recovery, training, and sleep, and make better lifestyle choices with real-time feedback on your body. This month, I'll be wearing my Whoop 24-7 to understand the impact sobriety has on my body. I'll be looking at the impact on my heart, nervous system, sleep performance, and more. You can actually follow along with me, Joe, Tom, and Ari on our Whoop team. Join Whoop and get on the team. Get the Whoop strap 3.0 free when you join. Go to Whoop.com and use the code SOBEROCTOBER at checkout and get the month of October On us. Whoop works with the best from the NFLA to the Navy SEALs, but the insights apply to all of us. See how your body responds to stress, good and bad, and then adjust to live better. Get a Whoop and check out our team. Go sober and watch what happens at whoop.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Shinesty. I absolutely love Shinesty. I've been rocking their bathing suits for what, four years now, I think. Um, This is a great company. They've got inventive clothes, different takes on clothes. If you were looking for a ski outfit, they've got one that you're going to get on the slope in, in style. They've got NFL suits and overalls, Christmas suits, dresses, thongs, seamless thongs, and four-way stretch Hawaiian shirts with a beer pouch, retro ski suits. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg. What I absolutely love is their, their ball hammocks. They've got these underwear that have ball hammock support. The spaceship supportive ball hammock gives the boys the space and security they need. it is. They're so damn comfortable. They're unique, hilarious patterns that you got to see. You got to go to their website and check them out. I got a pair that has a shark and a bald eagle on my crotch on my crotch. I love them. And they're super comfortable constructed from the finest materials on earth. Um, Bulge enhancing, So I literally put them on, took a picture of me wearing them, and then texted it to Sigur and I go, how does my dick look? They are awesome. And if you do the ball hammock subscription, you save 35% and you get free shipping on every pair. No commitment, pause and modify, or cancel your subscription at any time, customize your subscription, choose your assortments and frequency, and they'll make sure you always have a fresh pair for your pair. I'm telling you, you got to go to their website. You are going to become obsessed. I love this company. I absolutely love this company. I'm so happy to be working with them. Right now, Shinesty is letting my listeners get their first pair of subscription ball hammocks for only five bucks. Just head to Shinesty.com slash BurtCast to try out your free pair today. That's Shinesty.com slash BurtCast S-H-I-N-E-S-T-Y dot com slash Bertcast to get your first pair of ball hammock boxers for only $5. Trust me, your balls will thank you. Ball hammocks by Shinesty, your pair deserves better. Comedy Central has your new secret favorite podcast. It's called Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian. Host Julian McCullough and Sean O'Connor are comedians and longtime best friends who also happen to be dads. In their podcast, they share crazy stories about parenting with other comedians, writers, and actors who also happen to be dads and even a few moms. They've chatted with John Levenstein, Rory Scoville, Adam Paulie, and even hung out with Jody Sweeton. That's the Stephanie Tanner from Fuller Full House. Full Full House. Full House, Fuller House, you know, who's now a mom. An incredibly filthy mouth. You're going to love it. If you're not a dad or a mom, you're still going to love this podcast. Sean and Julian have an amazing chemistry and just pull the craziest stories out of folks they talk to. But if you are a dad or even know a dad, you're going to love hearing all the hilarious jokes and humiliating tales these guys tell. Subscribe to Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian for Comedy Central's idea of a parenting podcast. One of the hardest things to do is strike up a conversation with someone when you're out. How many times have you have been in the situation you're at a bar or out shopping and you see someone that catches your eye. You get too nervous to approach or worse, you end up talking about the weather. Honestly, the best way to start a conversation is let them approach you. So here's an alternative, okay? You're out, you're feeling good and confident because you've got on a Vincero watch. They come to you and say, hey, buddy, nice watch. Boom, you're talking. Vincero watches is one of our newest sponsors and they are here to get you noticed, these watches are sexy and I've been wearing them for a while. I get compliments literally every time I wear them. I've even caught strangers staring at my watch on an airplane. They're really just that good looking and eye catching. These quality wristwatches are the perfect conversation starter. Why? Because they establish the person who's wearing them, that's you, as the coolest, most interesting person in the room. When you've got on a nice watch, it changes the way you carry yourself, the way you feel about yourself, and therefore, the way people look at you. While each watch is painstakingly handcrafted for absolute quality, they come at a fraction of the price of other luxury watches of this same look and feel. Vincero claims to be the best value in their industry, and I agree with them. You're not going to find a better made watch for this good of a price anywhere, period, end of conversation. Exclusively for our listeners, Vincero is offering an extra 15% off their already affordable watches. Go to vincerowatches.com And use the code BERT to save an extra 15%. That's V-I-N-C-E-R-O, watches.com. And use the code BERT for 15% off. I'm wearing the Bellweather silver silver and blue. I love that watch. I love that watch. I I never thought I'd have a blue watch. I love this watch. It's stunning. But Vincero has dozens of styles to choose from. Even if you claim not to be a watch person, which some people do say that, Vincero has the style that will change your mind, the bottom line. A great watch tells the world what you're all about. So head to Vincero, that's V I N C E R O watches.com and don't you dare pay full price. Use the code bert to
2: get 15% off. Jim's a fucking great guy. He is. Yeah. I always wanted to do some type of tour with him and uh like Don Jameson and do like this heavy metal you guys... Type you guys, of thing. You, you toured with Metallica. Yeah. What's that like? Greatest gig in my whole life. Really? I would do that. I, If they came to me and said, you want to do this forever? I would... I, before they finished the sentence, my bags would have been packed. Really? It was the greatest gig I ever had in my life. So what was the day like? What was like... So here's the day. You... Let's say it's show day. Okay. Show day, we're playing um, whatever arena. We're in Madison, Wisconsin playing some arena. How big are the arenas? Between the smallest was 12,000. Biggest was like 22,000. Okay. The average is like 15,000. All right. We would... um, Now, I'm on the bus. So if we're we're at a hotel, let's say the tour is just starting. All right. It's a new leg. They have uh, 12 cities in in 20 days. And you're off every other day. So they fly you in. A day or two early, your decision. You're staying at some hotel in whatever city, with the whole hotel is Metallica crew. Oh wow! Eleven noon the day of the show, your tour bus pulls up. You pack your tour bus. You head to the venue. I will get off and go right to catering, coffee, uh, you know whatever I'm going to eat. And then figure out what I'm doing that day. Do I have to get someone from the local football team or the whatever? What little thing I'm I'm gonna do. Cause some people thought I was just opening, meaning, oh, Jim Brew is doing stand-up comedy in front of the I'm opening. I wasn't opening. I was asked to create an MC, an opening show for people walking the arena. That's what Metallica wanted. They wanted a Party type atmosphere oh yeah they wanted um Lars's exact words were, dude, every time we get a band, nobody shows up. It's a bummer for the band. it's a bummer for us. You know how to read a room because that's why we hired you you if you feel like fun tell stories, get a DJ I leave all it up to you and he goes but most importantly, you don't have to be funny. Don't think you have to be funny yeah. went, oh whew, you just lay you just took everything off my shoulders and he goes um whatever i don't need to hear your ideas you'll create it um you need anything you let me know you let me know i went okay so what i put together was when you walked in the arena as soon as they opened the doors there was jumbo screens and they were showing old videos and pictures of metallica as you walk in like, yeah. oh wow, I never saw that picture of Kirk or whatever. and then at seven o'clock, I had my DJ go up, and the DJ would play from seven to seven: thirty. The DJ took all request. Sort of. Yeah. I, we are like, listen, play Van Halen ACDC, Scorpions. <laughs> and um then I would go on the stage at 7:30 and I would stay up there to 8, 8, 10. Sometimes you're in a mood for stories. I would tell stories. Sometimes I just did crowd work. i like, look at this banana. Hold on. Turn on this whole section. Look yeah. at this guy in the suit. Oh, You know what? I got to go talk to you. And I jump off the crowd and I go into the crowd. Um, I'd get off the stage about 10 after eight. I'd take a live camera with me, go backstage, look for the band. Sometimes I'd find Lars. I'd mess with people backstage. Then I'd come out and I'd do a game show. I would grab people from the audience like, hey, you win this, you get to go backstage with me. So a lot of times people got booed off the stage. Hilarious. Oh, I bet. And then right before Metallica went up, I had a sing-along of one-minute metal anthems. It was, it was um, Black Sabbath, War Pigs, into Judas Priest, you got another thing coming, into Run to the Hills, into Walk by Pantera and then ACDC Highway to Hell and then I bring out Metallica. It was, uh, so then when the show's That's over. awesome. The show's over, you go on the tour bus and there's whatever you want. Whatever, oh, what, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I like wine. What kind of wine? Uh, good wine? What kind of good wine? Like crazy good wine? A good, I, I like, okay. And you get on the bus you're like, oh my God. Just whatever you want. Yeah. Is on the, and so now you're waiting for everyone to come on the bus, and then you're a family, and then you're off to the next city. You land, depending on far away, maybe five in the morning, maybe seven in the morning, maybe not. You get off, they hand you your key. There's no checking in. Here's yeah. your key. You go to your room, and you're off for the day. And then you start the process over the next day at noon on your bus. It, dude, it was the, to be, you would know. When we're out there alone, we're alone. I yeah. was with a crew of 110 people. That's I was hanging out with lighting so guys. Awesome. I had them doing shit, too. I had them doing um, talent shows, wiffle ball games by the end. I mean, we they were like, dude, we've never even... Lighting guys never even knew who the grips were. And I'm like, dude, we've not, I would have never been hanging out with this guy if he didn't make us do a talent show. I had them yeah. doing talent shows because our bus was so funny. It was it was one of the greatest times I've ever had in my life. It really was. That's fucking amazing. It was amazing. Hearing the stories, this guy worked for ACDC. This guy worked for Pink Floyd. This guy's been with Metallica since day one. Like what? It was it was unreal. How much time did you get to spend with the band? Not a whole lot because they would they would um they would arrive about 5, 530 and l- literally they're gone. They're they all in meet and greets for yeah. an hour, hour and a half. Then they have they have their charity where they they feed they feed the hungry. So they would write checks and meet the local food banks and give them, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And then every single Metallica concert, Metallica goes into a tuning room and they rehearse. Normally they would go up about eight o'clock. They go in the room, and they would stay in that room to about eight forty, and I would stand outside that room, wait till they were done. Like, are you all ready to go up? Good. Then I go up, and do the sing along. So they would rehearse for forty minutes and then go on. So the, and then after the after show, they're in their cars, off to their jet. So really? yeah, I see them way more off the tour, but every single night. For the first two legs of the tour, Lars would walk up to me and go, is there anything we can do to make your life easier or the show better for what you're doing? Are you happy what you're doing? Do you feel, is anyone stepping on your toes creatively? Like, no, he goes, good. You let me know. Dude, who needs to do that? That's, I mean. That's why they're the greatest. That makes me go like, God, like, oh, that would be a fucking great gig. It was unreal, Bert. (laughs) and you know what was sick you start becoming friends so after each show i would hang out by the soundboard and i would and it started one night i saw this asian guy and he's he's mouthing every lyric and i i'm like i know every song and i god i'd love to do what he's doing right now and i was like fuck it and i went up to him and we went face to face Head banging hard for four straight songs. And he's like, my name is James. I'm from Korea. Well, I'm Jen. He's like, I know who you are. And, <laughs> and then it started becoming a thing. There were people that went to every single show and they were from Sweden, Denmark, Norway, Mexico, Ecuador, Canada, and all over the States. And certain songs they would play, because it would change your setup list. And they were like, bro, come out here. And every single fucking show, I would come out there, and I felt I was 18 again. We'd form a circle and we would mouth in each other's faces, lyric for lyric. Dude, I was like, I was a child. I was a child. It's a great, and they come to all my shows. I just played Europe for the first time. And I was in Denmark, and the people from Sweden and Ecuador were there. Like, what are you doing? Oh, like, Metallica was playing over here and we saw you were, so we all flew here. Like, what? Oh, that's crazy. They show up to my shows and like, oh, I saw that. So I wanted to fly here. You flew here. We got to support you, your family. Oh my God. It's It became this whole other beast that was just amazing. Did your kids get to go to any of the shows? No, they know mr hetfield and they it, they it's it's mr hetfield yeah. so like my youngest one likes mr hetfield's music
0: yeah uh,
2: <laughs> and he thinks and she thinks mr ulrich is the greatest drummer <laughs> um wait how old how many kids you have three 20, 17, and 14 but our kids grew up together they're like cousins yeah and it's just so that oh, other yeah. dimension is they don't see him as that yeah they just see him as mr hetfield that's crazy <laughs> it is it's funny it is pretty funny rogan i reached out to me before he had him he's like dude i'm getting james and i went listen let's talk about this that and that oh and, that was a great podcast and you're gonna he's the greatest guy he's super cool don't be afraid to go to him anywhere. He's not a partier. He's not of this. You're like, dude, thank you. So that seems to be the, the trend is that like you when you see these great rock stars.
0: Yeah. Like the ones that are still doing it where and bringing it every night. They're like, oh, yeah, I've lost drugs and alcohol. I'm just a regular human being who just rocks.
2: Yeah. No, nah, I can't say that for all of them. And I can't say any of them party. Yeah. um, It was weird going backstage. You see yoga room. Kirk's yoga room, Lars workout room. Dude,
0: I would love that. If I'm a rock star, I have a hot spin room. Like yes. where I can, like, I would love that. Yes. I would fucking love that.
2: Yes. Physical therapist. It was unbelievable. It was, it was wild That I like, this was this is... close
0: to bringing a dance instructor with me on this tour because we were thinking about doing hip hop. We, I, let me rephrase that. I was trying to pitch the guys to do hip hop yoga for, uh, October October and I was like we'll all bring our own physical uh, are you going on a tour I'm, I start my tour um I start mine in October September 12th I start and then I end November 23rd how many how many cities are you do uh 38
2: damn yeah that's a lot I'm doing that but in all I go from October to December 4th
0: oh yeah I'm, so I'm you you're pouncing them I'm, I'm gone every week wow and then I start up again I'm not supposed to announce it but i start up again january and then go until i think the first of june whoa yeah
2: that's a lot
0: it was a, it's like the first time i can what's the it's it's make what is it make hay while
2: the sun shines i'm the same way Bert. i this is i just announced a tour and i never did a national tour yeah where, really yeah it's
0: always but you, did the, you did the one with in the tour bus with the yes with your but that was early 2000s yeah that's that was before that was before you would announce tours
2: the way we do now correct and that tour led to the radio show did it really and i didn't want to leave my kids alone and it's so a very wise choice jim i'm sorry man <laughs> i wish, I, I, like wish I had made that same call <laughs> listen for for many reasons all right one just my heart was tugging me or whatever there was a lot of things involved yeah. where I realized I can't be away because a lot of things are crumbling uh, while I'm away. So that's why I went to Sirius and went, hey, I got a great idea for a radio show. Yeah. But I got to bring my friends and I got to bring Pete Corielli. And if you allow us to do this. Gonna, and, you know, So that tour led to the radio show. which led, And now my kids are older. Uh, I did a lot of things at home I wanted to do with my parents and my kids and this and and I think my wife just wants me out of the house but I feel good where I'm at yeah I love where I'm at and I learned from touring with bands like Metallica like, oh this is how you you know what we haven't done this in a long time and the, the group I have was perfect to go we're announcing this tour 36 dates here's where we're going and then we'll do 2020 but that's great. It's slightly on hold, twenty twenty, because something cool may come along. That's circling. That's
0: great. Yeah, it's always good to have a tour on hold, right? <laughs> oh my god! Again, here so, comes a new deck. So now, are you gonna do it? How are you
2: gonna do it? Are you gonna fly everywhere? Are you gonna take a tour bus? Are you gonna? I I don't have money for a tour bus. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. I don't have that kind of. That's a lot. That's, that's, just to rent you can rent one i know it's still 10 smack it's 10 grand a week yeah it's, 10 grand a week yeah
0: yeah so one hundred twenty thousand dollars if you want it for the whole time
2: it's 120 grand yeah um that bitch is already cru- it's that budget's already crushing me <laughs> so i
0: gotta i gotta <laughs> see, see you you know what it is you don't party the way i party so that money seemed like this will keep bert alive for another year if we get him a tour bus, then we know that when he gets done the show, he'll get on the tour bus and we can drive that bus to the next city. Yes. We're not having to wonder where we're going to find him. Right. Which is huge. <laughs> Dude. When they said the number, I was like, I'm not cutting a hundred. That's a lot of fucking money. That's I'm not a cutting lot of wood of budget. That's like, right. They're like, hold on. My, right. my wife was like, green lit, light it. Yes. We're getting the tour bus.
2: And that's the thing. It's if I didn't have bills yeah, that I have, I got three kids. I okay, got college, oh. privates. Um, There's still when when they're out. Yeah, I will take the tour bus to even out the sky. I don't care if I come out with nothing. <laughs> yeah, but you, I'm but you, tour bus. But
0: you don't. You, I have a fear of flying. I drink on planes, and so oh, really. For me to fly and do this tour was just it just didn't. I was like I can't do it.
2: Oh, so that's why you're doing. Yeah, See, I can't now, do it. I'm doing a sprinter van. Oh,
0: brilliant, get, brilliant. brilliant.
2: I'm Brilliant. driving yeah. because I'm a you, control freak. I need to drive. I don't trust anyone. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not going to be wasted. I yeah. know I'm not going to be fucked up. After the show, I'm the tour manager. Tighten up. You. Fucking, if you're not here at 7 in the morning, I'm fucking leaving without you, and you're figuring it out, and We're you're paying like for it. We're like polar opposite human beings. Yeah.
0: I no. was like, I can't be in charge of anything. Yeah. I guys, I can show up to the show. That's about it. Yeah. Know that I'll take my shirt off, <laughs> and I'll tell the machine. That's it.
2: And so, But I got, I got two guys filming and editing. That's you did that for when you were with Metallica. Yes, you you were putting it on your Patreon. Correct.
0: Brilliant. Fucking brilliant.
2: That kid was so good. Metallica took him. Are you serious? He's if you go on Metallica's site right now and you notice some of their videos are a lot better. They're movie like. It's my fucking kid. (laughs) They took him. They took my guy. (laughs) So I got another guy and and hey my hat off to him he yeah. was he, he I, I say he's my guy i'm just kidding no of course dude he was yeah. he i brought him on the tour uh i've had him around he films all my shows Blah blah. he's like oh my god metallica I went oh my god go of course yeah you don't say no to that is he's gone to like he's going to fucking australia you're he's 21
0: he's living the dream 21 you know. gave that kid the best foot in the door he'll ever get in his entire career
2: oh my god so i got two people on tour filming editing that's great um and i need i have a tech guy because i've filmed i bring screens filming showing stuff when you when you come in and then uh i'm thinking about bringing a merch guy because it's a lot of merch on this one a lot of merch but not bringing merch you order it there yeah Bringing merch is a pain in the balls. Yeah, it's uh,
0: it's. I would lo- you know what I would love to do? I would love to do, I would love to do. I, I wish they would make Montreal's comedy festival more about us. I wish we were in charge of it. So like someone could go up and we could have like a like a town hall meeting with a, an expert panel talking about merchandise and and so that we could all streamline how we do merchandise because everyone does it a little different. Like Tom Segura is obviously everyone knows I love that guy, but like the way he's run his business podcasting is genius. Everyone should take a page from that guy podcasting. The way uh, Ralphie and Gabe do merch or did, but Gabe, admit, yeah, they were. I I firsthand watched it. I mean, it's it's just it would be neat to do if if um, Montreal was more about us learning from each other than the industry trying to separate us a little bit mm,
2: sounds like, I, like we have we, to put
0: something together i do it i do a i do i always want to do like I've, I've always been very honest with people about money it's a, it's the worst thing in the world but like if a young kid is going out to headline and he goes so like what do i what kind of money should i expect at the improv for a weekend i was like oh, i'll tell you what i made i'll tell you everything i made all my train and i'll tell you where I've talked to a guy, I'll tell you later off air, who was like, hey, I'm doing my first theater tour. What should the money be like? And I was like, I'll tell you exactly what it's like. And I gave him exact fucking numbers. But I always think that that
2: helps us as a opposed to hurts us. Absolutely, because some guys think they should make X amount of dollars. But then I'll explain to them, listen, it's about your demand. If they're coming just to see a comedy show, yeah, you're not really worth much. If they're paying just because you're there that's when you have that ups the ante and now it's a whole different beast that's and that's why we do all this you know you um and a lot of other guys i'm learning from all of you because i'm still in that old school world of you do stand-up comedy and you're discovered oh they want to give you a a show and they want to give you a special and those days are over so I have to, people go, you got to do a podcast. You got to do this. You got to, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to promote myself. You and Dee were doing a podcast for a while, weren't you? We do a little stits and we, I just started up again. Okay. Yeah. But even that, I, I have, I don't, ha- I, God. I loved it. It was, it was the
0: chaos of your house on a podcast. Yes. And it still is going to be. It was great. It was so much fun to listen to because it would be like, you'd be here like, hey, what are you guys doing in there? Shot the, God shut the
2: door i forgot we did it was that. dude it was great it, it was so, gonna be more it's
0: my favorite it's my favorite thing about a podcast is when like this people are real and it, there's there's rogan can, used to have in his in his old uh, podcast and when he did it out of his house yeah. he had a landline that would ring for random reasons just random and he never answered it dude See, i used to giggle every time yeah. that would ring because <laughs> whatever conversation was happening it would it would halt and he go God, I gotta get that fucking landline. What were we talking about? And they would shift and never continue the same. It was like my favorite thing
2: of a podcast for the broken bits. The broken bits make it so great. I had, yeah, I agree with you. And I I we we have to get back. We had a we had a bump. D and I had a a, a we had a bad f- worst blowout in fifteen years. And we had and we we tried coming back, and we started fighting on the air and then we said forget this and so it took a while to mend so i went ghost from like april all the way until this week really this week i just started up again um and uh we you know we we figured things out and talked it out blah 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 like you guys separated no oh no 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 no, no. okay yeah yeah but
0: it was just because D's a little bit like D's. i think my wife is like d when i read about her and I know her journey. I know what she's kind of been through. Right. And I've talked to you and the way you talked about her. Yeah. At times, I was always like, God damn it, man. She's a
2: gangster. She's a gangster uh, on many levels. And, you know, I got to also remember, shit, she's got a loaded gun facing her every day of her life going, <laughs> today could be the beginning of the end. Is that the That's the cancer. cancer. She's got, yeah, stage four Um, yeah, stage 4 breast and went everywhere. It metastasized. Liver, lung. I thought she beat it. No. So what happened was a year and a half ago. So first she got in 2012 and she beat it. 2014 came back. Went through chemo, went through everything. Uh and then beat it. And then 2000 the end of 17. She didn't tell me. You know, I came I'm like, what? Why is there? I came back from like a baseball camp. I'm like, why? Who's this doctor? And she took the paper and she's like, oh, it's not. It's nothing. Whoa, whoa, whoa so what, what's going on? And she was nothing. They found spots. It's not a big deal. I think it's from. I think I totally believe it's scar tissue. Okay, so she had to have a thing and blah, blah, blah. And we went in to meet with the professionals. And bro, I I will never forget the day they go, um, there's nothing we can do. What do you mean there's nothing you can do? Yeah, it's, it's everywhere except for your brain. And we went, well, how long are we talking? And this was january and they said you might make it to the holidays you might and the whole it was the loudest silence and she started going the doctor went well you know we we have things that can help your pain and drugs that will help you and i always look for the funny me and d always look for the funny (laughs) and i rose my hand i went is there any type of drugs you give me to kill the pain? <laughs> and, and he laughed the way you did. I mean, tears are swelled up in her eyes, yeah, yeah. and she belly laughed, and I belly laughed, and the doctor looked at me like I was a sick, <laughs> cynical asshole.
0: Heard yeah. OxyContin's good. I'll try that.
2: <laughs> and she, and she literally, she went, "No, you understand. He's he's a comedian." Yeah. And she's just like not having it, and so. She was told she can go on a trial, Mm -hmm. and she didn't want to go on the trial because she didn't trust the drugs and the side effects. Bubba and I ain't going down like that. I don't want my kids to see me like that. We'll just go away and live life. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, this is really going. This is really going down. And then finally, one of our one of these childhood friends I grew up with. He called up and he's in pharmaceutical and he's always like, "Hey, how's D?" Oh man, this is. He went send me all shit right now. Send me shit right now. Send. She goes, "You need to get on a plane, fly to Houston. It's the biggest cancer place in the universe. Go there." That guy said, "Okay, you need to be in Philadelphia right now with what you have." And she's been on a trial. She goes once a month, and that's been going on almost. It's been a year and a half. Oh, that's great! Year and a half. Half the tumors disappeared. Half them are are still shrinking. So we just look at life differently, dude. Where that
0: is, that is.
2: So you never know that by listening to her either.
0: No, because not she's at all. Full
2: of life, and she don't look sick, and she don't feel sick, and she gets pissed, and she doesn't like everyone knowing how do you feel. And she don't like that. Yeah. We don't like that. And it's. Um, we live, and it's changed a lot of decision in our lives. Where so we'll go, you know what? Let's save money. She's like, save money. The fuck, I could be debt. Let's do this. You're right. Yeah. Let's fucking do this. Let's go to Africa and see gorillas. Let's do that shit. Let's yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. Um, and it's been the most amazing journey since then. It always was an amazing journey, but since then, it's just been an unbelievable journey. But That's I also know. Any, I don't live in fear, but I also just know, hey man, enjoy today. Cause you don't know, it's just knocking on the door right behind you. Yeah, this don't work anymore. We're both well aware at one moment that can because she is the last one on the trial. Really? Yeah. And that shit sent me into two months straight of cluster headaches. It would, I was like, oh my God, this is what I was waiting for. Okay. So why didn't what? And they can't tell you why it didn't work and what I don't. Um, but she's just for now she's crushing it thank That's, god that uh, so there's hope for anyone listening that when they tell you there's no chance look into a trial yeah and look into what exact cancer you have because there are specific places for specific cancers that have trials where the fda hasn't approved it but for free they're like no we're trying to prove to pharmaceutical this works and that's and they're now at the point where they keep asking D if she'll go and talk to this journalist and blah blah blah. And I'm like, listen, no. No. Yeah. When we hit four or five years, yes. When we hit three, five, <laughs> yes. Right now, fuck you. I just got sell just, your shit and two yeah. years from now I'm digging a hole. The so fuck you. I just <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. And oh, you damn. got made million dollars on your fucking pill. Go fuck yourself i just got like
0: full blood work back from the doctor and i talked to the doctor in the room and then i and then i saw it online and it, it didn't seem as bad as like i was like it's it's pretty good it's been worse and it's better yeah but it's been better a lot but it's been it's, okay we're good my liver's good my liver's good and i went out booze in that weekend
2: yeah you t- you a and, heroin addict and went, yeah. went clean and you went fucking nuts yeah. and then he called monday morning and i was like oh god
0: i shouldn't have done that and i answered i was like hello and he was like no biggie nothing's wrong i just wanted to touch base he's like he's like uh he's like you gotta lose weight you gotta lose weight there's no reason you should be 250 and so i've been You're really 250? 250 250. Well, but not today today i'm 245 <laughs> but uh i was 256 jim you don't look 250 oh, no, i no, it's my big fat face uh, everyone said i was I was looking Asian because I like I, oh, as as I was so fat I <laughs> well,
2: I'll tell you this man we, we hit, how old are you now forty six yeah, this is where it starts forty six is where I decide what kind of old man I get to be you it it what you don't want this is what I explain to people what we're not thinking about, you know yeah, cholesterol blah 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 what you're not thinking about is ah, you know my heart's good you're not thinking about that little stroke yeah stroke will fuck you up and it doesn't kill you and now your friends got to visit you and you're like hey man you're slurring your way." Hey, don't fucking don't punch my you fucking balls tell
0: me that i said to my k- cardiologist i said uh
2: <laughs> don't fucking my balls because i can't say H <laughs> words and <laughs> it's not a good place you, you're walking with a gurney no it's not a good time i
0: do i said i, I don't I want to be an active father my dog i'm not i can't I'm not going to live my life crippled. And he goes, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "Strokes." And then my cardiologist was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I said, "That's why I'm in here. Yeah. That's why I go to see my cardiologist every nine months." You don't want to be reacting with sprint. your eyes.
2: Yeah, have a chalkboard <laughs> around my neck, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't even do it because you're fucking. Let you're not. You're you're not. You're not left hand. Wait, you're not right handed. You're a lefty, but you're from yes. left side. So you're like, hey, you don't want Dude, that.
0: It's one of my. It's it's the. I, I'm working out so hard this month. And it's because I want to lose weight. Because so I want to be, I want to find, I want to just write my boat. I do it every year when we do Sober October, I write my boat and I'm good for like six months. And then towards six months, I can feel the rails
2: come off and I'm just like. Mm, a tour boy, you better be careful. You know what you need? Oh, uh, a handler? <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> no, you need a dick that's yeah. going to watch you and go, you really going to put that in your mouth, fatso? <laughs> you need someone calling you fatso. Oh, I've got it. It's called the internet. It happens every fucking day.
0: Oh, they're brutal. No shit. Oh, if I gain weight and I, there's a picture of me, oh, it's just... So mean.
2: Why are people so fucking mean?
0: Oh, it's it became... Suguru and I did it. We fat shamed each other and our fans jumped in and really enjoyed it and just, it is...
2: Well, because they feel like they're one of the boys. Yeah, and one they're of the breaking girls, balls, and we gave and they them. They don't realize joke. it's. We're sensitive with that.
0: At times, at times you'll it'll you'll wake up and you'll feel disgusted with your body, and yeah. then you'll go online, and some guy will just dial into what you're thinking about yourself, and you're like, "That's exactly what I was fucking." Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm trying. I I I'm getting more cognizant of my health now than I've ever been in my life. I've always been like, it'll just bounce so, back.
2: So how much you drink, it's probably is it you, you right. drink a lot yeah yeah yeah. that's what it, it's all that yeah i know it's just yeah. the booze yeah it's just booze but i don't want to switch like vodka oh yeah i did that i did that like did non-gluten that vodka i did vodka but My, you, it
0: wasn't enough but the, no the problem is is uh i ju- i just i'm a glutton i all of a sudden i get on the road i get on tour and it's, it's a vacation. A couple, yeah. It's it's just a party. It's a and vacation. Like it's a party. Got pizza I had to again. fight that.
2: I had to fight that. Like Metallica beat the shit out of me. Really? I would eat well. I'd eat salad as much as it hurt at the at the catering, and eat salmon or chicken, and not even look at the dessert pile. And then they go on the bus, and it's fucking pizza and wings and all the booze. It's just tonight. Yeah. All right, it's just twice. It's just the week.
0: Uh, it, for us it would be when the bus the tour bus would leave and we'd be driving in the middle of the night and we're still drinking and someone goes hey we got leftovers and then next thing you know we're all making concoction leftovers rushing it and just and you'd make you heat it all up and yeah oh my god i, I I'm, know it's I'm bad like, i'm like i gotta this tour i'm going to be healthy not i'm gonna be i'm gonna party but i just want to like
2: i would love to work out and eat that would be a dream. We worked out, we would do a workout, and then we would play music, and that would set the tone if we played just like Sinatra. Yeah. Or, or like Dean Martin. We would sit down and would be a little calmer. And we just have wine and then we'd just get tired and go to bed. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, what that's about what about idea. like uh you do pot, right? Yeah. But why I'm, not like edibles when you get on? Doesn't that make you tired? I was and- gonna try. Here's
0: the problem is no, I ha- I'm, I haven't really fucked around that much with edibles. I get nervous around them. To buy the professional ones. I get the professional ones, but I always go like, oh, here we go. I think also here is my problem is I'm a little bit of a teetotaler. Like if I'm not drinking, I'm not touching anything. Okay. Like I, like I and then once I eat an edible, I'm like, well, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a beer to chill that out <laughs> and get to bed. And then next thing you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna try edibles for the beginning of this tour. Throw them on the bus. because We're starting in San Francisco. Throw them on the bus.
2: Just keep them in the freezer. End of the night, you know. It's the end of the night. Especially if you're sort of getting tired. Take that hour and a half. You're like, and the, and the bus is moving, and you got mellow music. Do you want to hear the music I put on to yep. help me? Yeah. This is you're gonna laugh your ass off. This is what I've. This is what I do. I meditate to this. I sit on my back patio and I'm gone. And here you go, you ready? Hold on a second, I wanna make sure it's right. Come on. I, dude You kidding me? I no one's allowed to talk. Go in the back of the bus. Back of the bus. You're sitting there, everything's locked. You can't touch booze. You can't tell here's what's gonna happen. This shit starts opening your mind. <laughs> and then you start thinking about your kids, and you're gonna start sobbing hysterically. <laughs> On yeah, track. no, no, listen to it. Listen to it. Go with me, Bert. Okay. <laughs> now you're sobbing, going, Oh my God. I haven't even reached out to my kid. <laughs> I totally ghosted them. And then you're going to start texting them the most meaningful shit at like 10 30, 11, even though they might be sleeping. <laughs> but then you know when they wake up, you had to get some chest. Just God forbid the bus fucking crashes or they yeah. never know. You need them to know the shit. of this heart-wrenching things that dad needs to give to him this is how you make mac and cheese right (laughs) this is how you make mac and cheese (laughs) and make sure you turn the stove off okay and just remember this is about your mom and you send it to how many kids you got two you send it to each one of your kids and then you send your wife a heavy one and then by the time you're crying because you're gonna cry yeah There's times where I'm like, what am I doing? What am I chasing? What am I doing? Where the fuck am I? And that shit makes you exhausted. (laughs) Your eyes are swollen. You're worn out. You feel peaceful. And then the edible kicks in. And your whole body starts getting really tired. And And then you feel like a warm blanket comes over you and goes, come to peace, Bert. Go to your bunk rest your soul Dude uh, this helped me big time for real i swear to god I'm dude I'm I'm I would love the night the notes that I've written listen to this and the calmness it brought me and and just turning off the world to <laughs> night and day I can't believe what that did for me
0: I tried the I the sponsor of the podcast but the Calm app have you ever tried the Calm app I have I love it I love it I do the meditation one I get bored I, I can do the daily, daily meditation
2: I can't listen to a guy I can't listen
0: oh I start I, I start looking outside of my eye waiting for someone to punch me
2: yeah I, I can't I want you to relax I want you to shut your eyes and three seconds later no I'm not I'm not a, no I don't like you so I get my no, no. and I go back to this ah because after a minute you just everything blends together and you forget this music's even on. Yeah. At least for me. I don't know what it is for you. Has your oldest asked to talk to you about drugs yet? All the time. We are super close. Really? She talked to me about everything.
0: Oh, my daughters. I think my daughter, I'm close to my daughters, but I don't know if I'm close. Like,
2: I don't know if they'd talk to me about you drugs. You will when they're older. Because. You think? I know. F- yes. I. Your wife's a, a beautiful soul. Yeah, but there's gonna come a time where your kids don't like your wife, and they're gonna fight like animals, and they're gonna challenge, and you're gonna be the one that understands where your kids are coming from, and <laughs> and your wife, or or vice versa, yeah, yeah, and your wife is gonna be like, you, she's going to be, there's gonna be screaming and crying, and it's gonna to torment you, and to go, dude, there's no reason for us to be screaming and crying, and let's just talk, wale well, shama, so. And those are tough times in the parent world because then she's mad at you. you, It's good cop, bad cop. The good cop has to sit down and get to know these criminals and these terrorists in the house and understand their thought process. And then they start opening up to you because they trust you. And, And then you can't, the minute I wasn't like, why would you do that? Don't do that. Yeah. And then they're more open to you, and you say, and you got to, you have to remove yourself from being a, a father. I always look at it as this. Even though it's my kid, once they're young adults, I look at it as this is my niece or nephew. Now, what would I really say to my niece and nephew? Because I don't give a shit what my brother or sister. I know this is the right thing to guide this kid. Yeah. And so when you take that emotion out, it helped me tremendously with my kids like to the point like dad i tried th- i tried pot for the first time like really well so wh- all right so tell me tell me the setting tell me exactly what you're doing are you rolling it are you and then they see you're accepting because that's the test okay and then you kind of want to know like who and who you did this with oh i did it with uh jasmine okay jasmine's the fucking okay i gotta keep my eye out for jasmine <laughs> Send us some fucking miss. Hey, I'm going to work out. Who are you going with? Cool. Oh, you know what? I forgot we're doing this this weekend. You can't hang out. You got to gather the info to uh, watch their ass without knowing their asses are being watched. My
0: oldest daughter told me about a friend of hers who ate an edible. She goes, Dad, you cannot tell mom. I said, I won't. I promise. Can I tell you something right now? Yeah.
2: That's your daughter testing you. She either had the edible.
0: I don't know if she or she's had.
2: about to.
0: I think, I think, she I think it was partly a test. Not the to one find I just out. met. No, no, no. The older one. Oh, the okay. older, one. oh. older one's in a sophomore in 14, school, 15? 15. Yes. And, and her friend had eaten an edible over the summer. She told me, and, right? Yeah. And so, and so I didn't tell my wife, right? I didn't tell my wife. And then I fucked up because my daughter said something about this girl. Mm hmm. And then said to my wife it I all of a sudden I know the info's coming right so I'm getting antsy. Mm. She goes yeah and she ate an edible this summer and before I could st- I just turn around and I go and by the way I didn't tell fucking mom you just told her. And then my wife goes wait you told dad this before you told me and Georgia oh. looked at me like asshole what uh, the fuck are you doing and I was oh. like oh shit shit I fucked up oh shit I fucked up and I was like George uh, Georgia was like, "No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know how Dad would know that." <sighs> and I was like, "Oh, sorry, I fucked up so bad." But I'm growing pot plants in my backyard. I mean, my daughters. Yeah, please, I think. I think my daughters. I think my daughters are, are going to be, not Isla, but George is going to be the one that's making mac and cheese. I think she's going to find marijuana and go, "Oh my God, this is what I've been looking for my whole life." Yes, like, I, my brain turns off. I Abs- can relax. Absolutely, I get to go to bed now. Yeah. But Georgia's never had anything but water in her life. She's never had milk. She's never had, like, as a baby, she had, like, breast milk. Yeah. But ever since she started on food, she's never had a soda in her life, never had anything, Kool-Aid, just
2: water. So what'd she say about her friend and the edible?
0: She thought she was going down the wrong path. And and, And she wanted to know from me if she thinks she really took an edible or if she thinks she was faking it. And I was like, well, what was it? She goes, was a cookie," and I was like, "Okay, well, just in perspective, because she was asking about like Joey. How much does Joey take?" I go, "Just you know, like a cookie is going to be at least ten milligrams. Right? Ten milligrams for a kid's going to be a lot if it's your first time. Crazy amount." I go, "She probably would have lost her fucking mind, George." And she was like, "Okay," because that's I, I thought she was kind of faking it, and I couldn't tell, but I didn't know, and I was like, "Yeah." I go, "I go look just for the record, like in life, in the future, if you ever decide to use marijuana." just take half it's a joke in my special always take yeah, half. just take half don't try to be a fucking hero and let us see where it goes see where it goes if you like it take the other half but don't don't, eat, just don't jump when someone in. gives you a cookie take a little nibble and wait an hour
2: right like
0: it's it's it's, it's like oh but all the kids that i mean
2: it's going on big in oh LA. it's huge it's huge in the in the in the whole country isn't it crazy to think is it really that kind of yeah i to think it's not
0: crazy, but the way we grew
2: the up. The way we grew it's up. It's insane. It is insane. I still live in the East Coast. It's not legal yet. Massachusetts now legal. And it's so I feel so good when I go to legal states and you're just yeah, I want to walk in there and see what they got and mince them. And they talk to you like a wine store. Well, this is what this does, and this is what that does. And uh, if you feel that way, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I would go for more like something like this and this and that. And it's just, it's been too long for that. And at the end of the day, it really was just about money. Yeah, it whoever really was controlled just about money. the money. And once they realized, oh, we can make money. How about that? And they'll share the money. All right, because the booze and all that is it's not going to affect anything else yeah. it's got to be insane for you to go into a dispensary like people must they don't like, freak out for real yeah they don't freak out they'll wait to the last second and then at the
0: right as you're leaving
2: and i'm like yeah man no pitcher My no <laughs> wife not a fan <laughs> not a fan youngest one is for it not a fan
0: not cool right now
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> we are not doing i don't need this oh
0: that's so cool youngest one's 14 it's like
2: bad. coming into a liquor store you gonna take my picture?
0: Yeah. yeah, no one would be like, oh, you're just taking a picture yeah. for you?
2: Or we're like, hey, because you bought, no, dude, no, yeah. just be cool. Just just checking your products out, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to get you out of here because you got a flight to catch, we, and it's going to take an hour to get down there. You have an hour and a half to get down there, but I want to give you a little time just so you're not racing. Sure. But I want to talk to you a little bit about, like, and I know that you've touched a little bit about this, yeah. but like your spiritual journey. Huge. because you're one of the few guys that has been open about yeah. talking about most all comics will talk about it, but you are someone who's like most are
2: vengeance like there's no religion there's no yeah. God there's no one and that's I, I I feel that's usually because some church or some organization condemned or or they just they're mad at something. Yeah. It's not they, they haven't, they're just mad at something. And I'm saying what I'm into exist. I don't know. I just know my experiences have been so heavy and so interesting and fascinating. I put them into that world, but I don't explain it and I can't label it. We label everything. Yeah. And I, I honestly feel religion, organized religion is good for people and it bothers me when people get pissed about it. the people that are going there are trying to find something to better their lives and a deeper meaning yeah and i could never never be mad at anyone for doing that now you know when people are taking money and and being assholes that's a whole different level that has nothing to do with a deeper aura that's the fucking asshole mm-hmm. that screwed it up. Not yeah. not the product. Not what's possibly out there. The salespeople are morons. Um, so but I don't know what it is. You know, my wife, me and her are totally different. She's she's like, you know, she'll corner me. She's got like friends that are into Jesus, right? And so this happened two weeks ago. And she goes, He doesn't even believe he doesn't believe in Jesus. I said, I didn't, I didn't say that. I just I don't buy the whole walking on water, and and I'm sorry, I don't. He turned wine into well it says in the bible and a bible was written by somebody and i don't know what the intentions were back then maybe they're dealing with fucking romans that were savages you know these guys came in they're like we're gonna we're gonna eat your kids and fuck your women <laughs> and you're gonna work for us and you're gonna have to fight a fucking lion with a crazy hat you ready <laughs> Oh, jesus christ we got to stop them uh, uh, God came and he said you can't do this. He said it's not cool. He can't be fucking everybody. He can't die. So this is Moses. He parted the sea. Oh my god, he came out of the fucking you missed it, man. The sea was split. You missed that shit. You that's on you, bitch. You swear? I swear to I swear to God, I swear to <laughs> it! So I don't and I'm not making fun of it. No, yeah, I know. But I my point is I don't know. My point is walk the walk. And let people figure out. You know that guy's that guy's heavier. That guy's always healing a situation or making a situation better. Why is he like that? And it doesn't have to be labeled. There's no need for a label. Yeah. If it is that world, great. If it's a, you don't. I saw the I saw the best the best liner. One of the most helpful liners of my life. I was in freaking Africa. Uh, I, I, I'm not even gonna say where it was because again you'll judge who you know I don't want anyone to judged. Yeah. judged and I saw a line and I might have said this on Rogan it changed my life it said one person could change the whole world for the better as long as they don't give a damn who takes the credit and I'm like whoa that's deep. that's a game changer for me yeah and it's really hard to do that because we're in an egotistical vanity driven judgmental uh and labeled world but now spiritually i've i feel i've gone through some very heavy situations that are unexplainable you know furniture didn't didn't move and shit my latest one was um and trust me this is another 10 hours if we really want to get into it (laughs) but my latest one was when my whole life i begged god or whatever exists I want to be there for my father. Don't let him die alone. All right. And I got that opportunity, got to hold him to his last breath. Hardest, I, I've lost a lot of close people in my life best friends, brother, sister. You lost someone in Florida when you were living in Florida. That was, that was, yeah, Kristen. That was, that was a close one. Yeah. um And I was supposed to be in the car with her. Mm-hmm. So, and heavy things happened during that whole time. My brother's death. It was There was a lot of things. How'd your brother die? Massive heart attack in the middle of the night. So his kids went to sleep, and oh. dad's dead, and they wake up, and dad's dead. Any signs of that before, or is it just... Yeah, he had a little mild heart attack, and okay. he, was a, he was a big stress guy, a little overweight. Held okay. a lot of stress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, funny as shit, but... Uh, smart business guy always wanted to go in business with me he was like i don't understand this comedy thing but let's figure out a business he basically wanted to create comedy central uh, before it even existed and i couldn't wrap my head around his concept but because he was a business major yeah so but my dad dad dies and it was he died in august right after his 91st birthday october And my sister died right at that time. So you get when you lose someone, you go through some primal screams when no one's around. Primal cries. When your mouth, you know, when you see a baby or a kid get hit and you're waiting for the you just see their mouth open for about 30 seconds and you see you're like, oh, here it comes. That's a great analogy. Here it comes. Here it comes. Ah!" Yeah. I had a lot of those with my dad. A lot of those. Just to middle the room. Some triggers drop to the floor. And it's on on my hands and knees. Just it's on. So I start, I start whatever. I i, I hate saying praying because people think it's I start, hey man, God, whatever's out there, just what do we what do we become? Do we are we energy? Are we just done? My father's like, that's it, you die, and that's it. No one gives a shit. And I'm like, it isn't there something else? Isn't there a spirit? Do we become energy? I don't. I just wish I can have a help through that thing. And as I'm saying this, I fucking hear. And I'm looking around. It's my window in the next room. And it's a fucking bird. It's a cardinal, right? So I go up and the cardinal's in the tree and he's looking at me. Cheep, 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 cheep. And I'll walk away, and when I walk away, it flies into the window. It's not pecking the window. It's just <laughs> flying into kind it. of flying into it. Not like, I'm going to kill my... Just He's just going into the window. And yeah. He's flapping his wings against it. And I'm looking at it like, what the... F-? This is fucking weird. Why is this bird constantly doing this? Well, I we talk ourselves out of things. Well, yeah, it's, it, whatever. It's a bird. And he sees his reflection, and yeah. the next fucking day... I hope my kids die if I'm lying. This thing starts on the window where my dad died and goes around the house all fucking day doesn't stop and I'm like what is this what is this bird doing and and now I'm like, is this all right I'm going crazy here is this is this the fu- is this a spirit Are you trying to tell me something so I'd sit there and I don't know it's yeah. fucking weird and so this happened. Every day went through the winter went through, Now, now it's becoming a joke. We had people come up, um, from Florida every year, new years, and they sleep down in in the guest room and they would get like, dude, you got to kill that. I know you think it's your dad. You got to kill it. <laughs> just, just fucking things. Knocking on the window. It's seven in the morning. I'm on vacation. Fucking kit. You got, I can't take it. I know you think it's your dad. I know but you got to kill it, man. Like the cat out. Let him eat it. So, Right, I swear to God, I videotaped it. I put it on Facebook. Uh, Like, I don't understand what the hell. Does this thing see its reflection? Is it, it? And I wouldn't be weirded out if I wasn't, just like the Vegas, if I wasn't going, what is it? Give me a sign. Please tell me. Give me a feeling. And then that shit started. So, Bert, this goes on through the winter. Through the following summer, through that winter, every day, this bird. Now my, my kids are like, and now they're yeah. friends. Like, oh, yeah, that's, I don't know, it's grandpa or something, <laughs> whatever. It's the bird that never leaves. Year and a half later, we go on vacation. My father-in-law's. And during that time, I had multiple primal cries. Yeah. Every, if I see an old man, I'm done. I hear a song, hear Johnny Cash fried egg but you're dead in world war ii world war ii yeah yeah and so i'm still just and he's just adorable so i'm so much pain march year and a half later on vacation beautiful and we're in turks and caicos and i'm overlooking the water and i have a primal cry and i and after it i was so exhausted i went you know what I'm sorry. And I and I begged and talked to the universe. I said, I don't ever want to feel this way. This is what life is. We weren't taught it. We're taught about Ponce de Leon in 1950. All came here. Please pay attention, children. Or we'll give you a pill that will make you pay attention. And you need to know geography. And they'll teach you yeah. whatever bullshit they'll teach you in school, but they don't teach you life. Yeah. The more impure more important things. Um, and so. I put out there every time I think you now want to laugh I don't want to mourn you anymore and I'm so sorry I held on to you this long I'm sorry I held on to you this long just be free be gone I'm going to be okay it's exactly what I put out there we'll go finish our vacation come home my father-in-law is watching the house She's taking the bags. I'm by the car. I'm taking the bags. I enter the house. First thing he says to me, he goes, Hey, uh, that bird is gone. The cardinal? Said, yeah, he's just, you know, in the middle of the week, I noticed he wasn't uh he wasn't around. Bird has never fucking come back. Now, the skepticals will go, because they migrate, jackass. <laughs> Fucking migrate, stupid. Or your father let the cat out and he ate him. Yeah. But that was so healing, whether it's anything or not. It could be the dumbest scenario. I don't know. No, yeah. But that's just, what is that? Is that a bizarre coincidence? I don't know. No, it's got to be, dude, I live life for shit like that.
0: I live life waiting for those those signs where you go you're going in
2: the right direction i it just happened to me the other day the other fucking day i i went through some problem not problems i was on some radio station and someone lashed out said you're a fucking racist and so now they're on the racist parade because i was doing latino accents Oh but my they asked, like, hey man, what do you think of uh this ball player? And I went, dude, he's so bad. I don't know, maybe he's working for the fucking drug lords. And uh, and, <laughs> and they're like, hey man, you wanna work we can. We can take care of your family. We taking it up, but you got to you know, throw the ball once in a while. It's <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah. Oh, you had about someone took a 30-second clip, Jim Brewer. They threw it a headline, they threw out the headline, racist. So for two days, I'm doing now. I wanna, I wanna fucking go to war. Yeah. You motherfuckers label me. How dare you don't I I, I want to go ape shit. yeah I'm So I I felt violated. I'm like, I'm not apologizing. Yeah. Fuck yourself. I ain't apologizing. I know what I am. And I know what the bit was. No, fuck you. Um, I'm not falling to your fascism. Yeah. I'm not falling to your Nazism. And so this went on. And then I'd feel better. My fans are like these; they're morons. Fuck him! But then it would come back. You know, this one guy, and it, and now I'm going. Should I? <sighs> I can't. I can't sleep. It's really bothering me. Oh, I've been there.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know you're exactly talking.
2: So I go for a walk. I'm in fucking uh, Indianapolis. My next podcast is this. It comes out next week. Okay. I. Took a walk. I'm going, I'm going to talk. And I left my phone in my room. So there's no distractions. And I'm walking. I'm in a little neighborhood. It's just like a little church. I walk past the church. I'm in this tiny little neighborhood. And I walk past this, this. I come to a fork in the road. And if I make a ride, I go back to hotel. I went, eh, and across the street is a cemetery. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go in a cemetery. Something said walk around the cemetery tonight so i walk around yeah. i like wow this is a really nice cemetery and i'm starting to look at people like oh man this guy's from the 1800s and, and i'm walking it's beautiful it's trees i'm i'm going to and then i sit down i sit down on this one one stone right and i go uh <sighs> you know what man and, and i start going i can you I need answers right now. I, I, I'm not going to apologize. And I'm not going to fight. But I, I know who I am. I know I didn't do the right thing. And it just pisses me off that this fucking... Every once in a while, I got to worry about this douchebag saying I'm. Um, it's already out. There. And so I finished doing that. And now I'm just sitting in silence. I look down and there's this, there's this ceramic weird angel planted in the dirt. Right, So I'm looking at it, and I pick it up, and I look at this thing, and I kind of scrape it off, and then I notice it belongs to this, this, the bottom of stone next to me. has all this stuff. So I, I put it down, and next to it is a coin, but it's dirty. And I'm like, wow, I wonder what that coin says. So I pick up the coin, and I'm looking at the coin. I can't really, and it just says, God grant Oh my God, Grant! So I'm scraping the dirt off, and I'm looking for twigs. I'm fucking, and I'm scraping this thing off for like ten minutes, man. And I look at it, and it's—I've never heard of this. My wife's like, "Oh, that's Serenity Prayer." Yeah. I don't know. It, all I know is it said, "God, grant me serenity." Grant me the
0: serenity to, to to know the things I can change, to change the things I can't, and know the difference. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I difference. And I went, and I just went—the <laughs> Alcoholics' Prayer.
2: Right. And I went, oh, my God, I can't change what this douchebag did. No. But I can change any thought process that starts here on. Yeah. And just know the difference. And I that day, I just went on Twitter. I went, look, man, if you're going to judge a 36-second clip of a half-hour content, but you honestly were hurt by what was shown in that content, I'm going to let you know that was never my intention and never is my intention. My yeah. intention is always to heal and inspire with my comedy. Always. Yeah. And for that, I'm sorry if anyone got hurt. And I went, that's, that's the wording that I want. And then all of a sudden, it was, yeah, dude, but you know, fuck those guys. But I never heard from it again. But I felt, I felt at peace. But I guess the point of it was the crazy part about it, Bert, was again, I was about to leave the cemetery. And as I was leaving, there was just this one row. And I kept looking at it. And I went, Do I leave? And I looked at the row and I went, I'm just gonna walk down this row. And I walked down the row and I sat down in this chair. And I and it, I don't know, man, that shit's weird to me. It's it is I I and people say, that. that's Jesus, yeah. or that's this. I don't want to label it. Because someone out there may hate whatever, but what I'm saying may go, dude, I kind of feel the way you do. We don't need to label it. Yeah. But it's something that helped me, and still, and I always, I don't look for it, but I am open to it. I said to my wife the other day, I said, I feel like the ocean's
0: my church. Because I go there, yes! and I feel like I get in the water, and I, you can feel, and I said it to this guy, Eli, the other day, but I said, Waves that have traveled hundreds of thousands of miles now meet my chest. There's got to be some sort of energy inside there. This positive thing that hits me. Like, and I go, and I, and I was like, I don't know. Like I say prayers. I say prayers a lot, a lot more than I think anyone would ever imagine. I say a fucking prayer. Yeah, me too. And, uh, and someone said to me the other day, cause I, you know, obviously I perform shirtless, but they go, so what's your thing with the necklace? Are you trying to like convert people? And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, you have a cross and St. Jude and something other, but I'm guessing St. Christopher. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I have him. Oh, yeah, I have a necklace. And they're like, we well, perform shirtless. It's the only thing we see. Like, what are we supposed to take from that? And I went, nothing. And they're like, well, no, <laughs> but why would you show that to us? And I was like, oh, I think you're reading into this. This you're, is my necklace.
2: Yeah. You're <laughs> like, reading way into this. Yeah, my
0: grandmother gave me this cross when I thought I had genital warts. Like, this is a long time ago. <laughs> Like it's it's funny it's funny today and, and today too because people read into so much shit and they really want to find meaning they yes. want to find a deeper meaning and yeah I said it's I mean I I have no problem doing an accent of a person that I'm telling a story about I have no problem I did it in my special the last one I did I didn't hear fucking hide nor hair from yeah. anyone yeah and you don't hear it when Chappelle does it. No. You don't hear it when Rock does it. No, You don't hear it when anyone... But when a white guy makes a voice of a character oh, to make you... And they just want to... Dude, it's gotten bad. It's, it's What it is, the thing is, is if you can keep... I, I mean, I feel bad for Sarah Silverman because, she, you know... Something she, happened to her? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. she. You're got, talking about from years ago? With no, the, just the other day she got fired from a movie. What? She got fired from a movie because... A, an old video of her in 2007 an
2: old video in, in 2007, 2007
0: what happened on her Sarah Silverman show a show that was greenlit by Comedy Central that no notes were given she was in blackface and it's I am so, I don't remember the bit but I'm certain knowing Sarah it, it was not she wasn't like going ham bone bone have you heard it's pretty intense blackface but more importantly it's a, obviously it's a joke it, whatever her <sighs> and so she got fired from a show Here's why she got fired is that she's been very vocal about change and about political correctness and the alt right wanted to take her down. And you're like so why wow. alt right? I'm sure
2: it's the alt right. The alt sounds like the alt left no, no. cuz that's the ones who She's alt left. The diff- oh, oh, what happens oh, is Oh, okay, I got I got I, I got I can you. understand. I got, I, got I can understand the alt right. She's attacking that side. And then they so go. You think like, oh, really? Uh, what oh, you want to? Time bit- you were in Blackface. Oh, how about that? So you're barking that's- this, and you did that. So what do you yeah. think of that. I heard. Of, I
0: I just read something that was ast- astronomical. By the way, I'm a fan of Alyssa Milano's. I'm not shitting on her. I've been a fan since she yeah. was a kid. Yeah. She went to an <laughs> she went to an anti gun rally oh, and had armed party, body bodyguards with her. That's, they had guns. That's and she, really funny. And, and someone well, was you- like, "So guns are okay for you." but for
2: here's us. here's my take on all this, yeah, on all of this. It's this just me, Jim Brewer. at the end of the day, politics I feel is no different than professional wrestling on such a cynical, distorted level, yeah. We're all part of the reality game and we're all the lab rats because when we live in a day and age where the mass media, no matter who your media outlet is, we all have pick our own favorites, they teach you how to debate, they teach you how to argue, And they throw things in your daily life that was never even on your radar. And they make, and they pull away your emotions with the most important. And the more cynical part about it is no one ever has a solution, which makes me feel that this is a very well contrived mass brainwashing intent. What better way to divide and separate families, generations, genders, than what they put out there on a 24-7 massive level? And until, and until people boycott all that, this is heading in an extremely dangerous situation. And the sad thing is people don't think they're being brainwashed. They are. Because if you traveled outside this country, you would see things completely differently. Mm-hmm. And if you, no, no one gets things from real, from, from living experiencing. They only get it from the information they give you. That's and right. you trust them more than you trust your best friend your sister your father your mother you trust someone that's being paid to force this down your throat for whatever the intention and we're falling for it hook line and sinking and it's of it's that is the true enemy if you ask me and that's why i don't get involved in any of it because i'd rather experience my it, it if we got everyone in the room right here, all right, immigration. Here's what we're gonna hit. We're gonna hit immigration. And eight of us. You're an extreme view this way. You're an extreme view this way. You're extreme view this way. You're extreme that way. I guarantee you, all of us can walk out of the room with a couple solutions, and we would figure shit out. But that is not. That's not their intention. Their intention, and it's not their goal. And is not the goal. And the minute people see that and they stop because you feel like you need to be part of a club. Why do you have to be part of a club? Why do you have to, if I have a thought process, oh, he's he's liberal. Oh, he's he's conservative. Why do you have to label that? Ah, we've come to a part of society where geniusly, you don't believe in brainwashing, we now will label a thought. So you're not even allowed to think. No. So the war is on your minds and you don't even know it's happening. And that's why I love motherfuckers like Joe Rogan.
0: <laughs> that's a perfect way to end this podcast. That is a perfect way to end this podcast. 556, we'll get Despite you out of
2: on my rage, I'm still just <laughs> a rat in a cage.
0: <laughs> wank, wank. Dude, I could listen to. I've been. I, Tool just released their whole anthology online. I've been listening to Tool every fucking day.
2: <laughs> no media, no news. No media, no news.
0: So what? So tell me, what do we? What are you gonna? To promote? The tour starts in October. Uh, October. What's the name uh, of the tour? Did you name it?
2: Live and let laugh. Oh, I love it. I love it.
0: Live. That's gonna be a great merch shirt. Oh, it's
2: a big merch <laughs> shirt, bird. I'm ready. Live and let laugh. And Jimbre.com? Yeah, official Jim Brewer, you know, Facebook, the whole shibigle.
0: And the, and you, you're gonna and your podcast with D is coming out again. It is. is I you? just
2: started mine. Yeah. It came out uh yesterday. Nice. And then kind of the story I just told you comes out next week. Okay, cool. Where it goes a little more in depth of of it all. And then after that, I'll have D and uh we're rocking and rolling. Wherever we go, we go.
0: Dude, fuck yeah, dude. I'm so glad I can call you a friend. I remember I called you one night from a hotel and i was like dude i'm going through some shit and you're like Duh. it was one of the greatest I, I and honestly I, I truly value the idea that i have your number and if something's going down i can call
2: you so you're one of the best guys to talk to in the world anytime because i'm all i love life i love people yeah and i'm here to service people i've seen everything i've seen addictions you've seen I've a seen lot death man. you've seen, seen sudden death more than the average human being seen i'm here to i'm here to help Dude, I love you, brother. Oh, Thank man, you. I love it. I'm so oh, excited yeah. for you. This is great.
0: This episode was brought to you by The Machine.